Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and welcome to this segment on CTN. To please learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is AI and supply chain management. And our guest for today's show is Rainer Steffel, who's the CIO with Mondi Group. Hey, Rainer, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, sir, good. So 2019, amazing start, a very fast start. How has that started for you? How's your organization doing? How are you doing as a leader? Uh, we're doing Pretty good, I would say. So growth and sales is up uh, from last year. Um, yeah, January started as busy as uh, December has closed, I would say. Yeah, the January just flew by, right? <laughs> so we are already in February. So so that said, so now the question uh, that we wanted to ask today with respect to AI and supply chain management, and then let, let me set the stage. So supply chain management has always as a function, try to optimize because it connects itself to the efficiency. And lately, we are also looking at supply chain as a source of innovation. It could also lead to more customers or retained customers. And AI, as an infusion of a disruptive technology, can be used in that space. But is it just a tool which you want to and have been using in, in other ways, like you've used different tools to get more visibility into supply chain and also reduce risk. So is AI just another tool added to that arsenal or there is something beyond you're looking at when it when it comes to AI in context of supply chain management? Uh, I would say when it, when, you, when it comes, is it a tool? Uh, it's basically yes and no, no, I would say. But what we are doing since, since years is uh, forecasting visibility of, of, uh, of the trucks, of shipments we do. What we just see is that the technology is much, much uh, faster now, becoming mature, and we are really preparing the next uh, major step forward, I would say. So advanced analytics or uh, pattern recognition is there since a couple of years. But really, the, the big steps we're making, I would say, since, since one and a half years. So if, if you are looking at that, and of course, as you said, the, the, you said yes and no. So what's the no part of it? Are, are you looking at as a different way of thinking on, on how you'll tackle uh, supply chain? I think what the challenge is that uh, we have now the big password AI, and we need to get into the heads of the people that we apply the technology where it's most uh, beneficial for the organization. Uh, we, we've seen that over the last couple of years, for example, in the, in the sales forecasting, which is pretty, pretty normal and state-of-the-art today. But we see that if you do it uh, with the advanced technology, you can really uh, get almost all the, the manual interventions out. Uh, which was like, if you compare it like five years ago, there was no way that you needed a lot of manual intervention. Today, the tools and the technologies are really uh, capable of handling these processes by themselves without any any major manual intervention. And so, the no is also, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And the no is also, we see that the, that the real 
I would say the real intelligence in artificial intelligence is very premature. So I believe we are pretty far off in having self-learning system and doing all the decisions by themselves uh, and then getting back into the process or in the machinery. And we are still talking about concepts which are around since the 60s or, or 70s, I would say. So would you attribute that to the maturity using technology in different areas for the Monday Group as your organization alone? Or are you, in a way, making a statement regarding the industry as a whole, where while AI is a cool tool that you could utilize to get the most value, but organizations are not ready yet to capitalize on it? I would say, I mean, I can only speak about the, the Monday Group as such, but uh, I think we see it from peers that artificial intelligence is, is here and there, but the progress we see is... Uh, to some extent, pretty disappointing. Uh, on the other hand, we see what's coming around with quantum computing that the next major step is really uh, in front of us. So quantum computing, if I understand correctly, is the underlying foundation or infrastructure which will support AI adoption. It'll make AI doable. So are we short years, of... I would say. Yeah, so, 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 so in a way, can I... Can I interpret your statement as, okay, AI is there, but perhaps the provisioning, the kind of uh, real-time availability of that intelligence, that artificial intelligence, you're not able to provision because the underlying infrastructure is missing. But then there are organizations or services where they say AI as a service, where they can inhale all the data that you could provide them, and they would churn it in the cloud. They really don't you don't really need to care whether it's been done using cloud computing or they put 10,000 servers behind it, but you can get the output. So are we truly waiting for the infrastructure to catch up at our own premises or are you willing to go out wherever you can get that capability of AI, however they are provisioning it? I, I think we are ready to get it from wherever we can, we can get it. Um, this is um, this is not a topic for us whether it's, it's on prem or in the cloud, and we are we having many cloud services in place already, and many of the I would say the things we do today, like pattern recognition or sales forecasting, is already coming out of the cloud. I just see the next major step around the corner with these new technologies, and I I, I would say they will come definitely out of the cloud. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, it just a manufacturing company as we are would not be able to to build it on prem so so yeah so so let's let's take the provisioning however we make it happen assume ai delivers to you so the executive management not able to see where it can create value or we are beyond that stage of building a business case and they are ready to fund it but now changing our internal processes and infrastructure to support that shift or adoption of AI in context of supply chain management, because that's the scope we're talking about on this show today. Mm -hmm. Is that holding us back? Is it is it us not, not, I would not say ready, but it's more like a work in progress that till the time all different pieces of supply chain are adopting AI, then it is like, you know, it's half-cooked Still, until the time you don't have all different pieces adopting AI and AI is embedded in the very DNA of supply chain, 
management, you will not be truly able to see the value. Is that the type of claim you're making that we have to go all the way or half half baked AI will not cut it? Um, I, I agree with that certainly. But what we see is that we need to get in the get the the capabilities or the understanding what AI can do for supply chain into the heads of the supply chain managers. So they need to understand the potential of the technology. They need to understand uh, what is really uh, possible today, what is possible tomorrow. And then they need to embrace this new technology and then come with business cases or, or let's say, topics where we can add business value by applying uh, AI throughout the supply chain organization. What so we what have gaps? Decided, mm-hmm. Go ahead. But what we have... What what we have decided and, and done in the last couple of months, we have set up a thing which we call the, the digital bootcamp, which is also about what are the potentials of these technologies and how can the business leaders in the organization identify potential in their respective processes. We have set up, we have set up this, this bootcamp and now we are running it really full-blown in the entire organization to uh, cascade the knowledge of AI down to the, to the business leaders. And I think that will unleash the, the potential and also drive the application of AI within the organization. When you talk about these supply chain managers, and you and I both know that you will not just put something like AI or any of the cryptic technology-centric outputs in front of them, which which is difficult for them to comprehend, for a supply chain manager to uh, actually get is another insight that we provide them. So are they not able to envision what's even possible? Is that where the limitation is? Or the solutions that we are putting in front of them, they are demanding certain data input which they are not able to provide, which renders it worthless. So where have they need? Where do these supply chain managers? Uh, where do they need to grow up, or where do they need to be a resource to be able to use AI to the fullest? I think at the moment it's pretty difficult to identify the potentials within their processes because the picture as such is uh, is pretty blurry when it comes to artificial intelligence. In the end, in many cases we. We confuse machine learning with advanced analytics, uh, with pattern recognition. And I think the people need to understand what, what the technology can do for them. And once you have cracked that, that nut, I think then it's starting really to roll. What we have seen throughout the organization that we also have within the supply chain organization, really different levels of understanding. And if you have people who understand the capabilities, then the the project and the tools, they are really applied pretty pretty straightforward. Um, in, in our case, we're not talking about when you do sales forecasting. These are not multi-year projects. These are pretty simple projects where you just take all the data, run it through the statistical engines, make projections, and then compare it what you already have. And then you see that the, that the engines can deliver extreme high accuracy. That the tricky thing with this uh, identifying these potentials is and harvesting these potentials is that you will only harvest this potential if you have standardized the processes 
beforehand. So this is work which has which has happened the last ten years basically. And if you have not your basic processes under control, then it's pretty hard, pretty difficult to apply artificial intelligence on top. And then you're uh, you don't get a big leverage. Uh, in our case, between the factories. So what we have seen is that standardization is key, and then having a couple of projects with people who understand the potential, and then you can really go, uh, you know, in a, in a mainstream deployment of artificial intelligence. So you made a statement about the supply chain managers not able to envision what all they can do to exploit AI. So do you need Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, who brought iPad before people even thought that they could do computing like that? So do you, do you, Rainer, need to become that Steve Jobs for the company or somebody from outside has to come and help simplify because should they care? Or are they the one responsible for envisioning how to best utilize or someone else could bring that help from within the company or from outside so that we just don't wait. Somebody is to take ownership. If they are not able to, perhaps they were not trained. Supply chain managers were not trained to envision how AI can help them. So should some help come from outside? Uh, Tricky question, uh, to be honest, because if you don't understand the supply chain processes within the organization in, in detail, then it's pretty difficult to come in to come in from, from the outside. What we have seen that it's pretty effective if we just give them the basic concepts in a, in a very easy and digestible form, and then they start to, to, to grasp it. Um, we don't believe in, in, in you know big armies of people from external uh, from the external world coming in and explaining them what AIs are and not being that tangible for them. So that said, let's take a quick break. Uh, Listeners will be right back and let's talk about the specific areas. So while we, of course, understand that supply chain managers are attempting, they have all the intention and are willing to put their uh, heads together to understand how AI can help. At least that effort is going on. But the results also make an impact on how motivated everyone feels. So let's talk about the accurate forecasting of the demand behavior, which would actually help you optimize inventory levels. That's just one use case of AI. And then there may be other use cases, which at least have been identified by supply chain managers and others. Have we been able to adopt them and see value coming out of AI? Because then the wheels will start spinning. Is that truly happening? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. 
Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Rainer, there is, of course, not rejection, but at least reluctance to go all the way with AI because uh, either they, the supply chain manager is not able to figure out what use cases they could be using, or perhaps they have not seen as much success. So what is the reality on the ground? So let's take a few examples. Maybe you can share some of the specific use cases which supply chain leaders thought or managers thought they could uh, improve upon by using AI. What are some of those cases? And when you tried to adopt AI to support those use cases, what was the result? Okay, I would just take the, the sales forecasting uh, example once again. When sales forecasting is, is around, uh, I, w- I would say ever since, and, and like, like 15 years ago, everybody did it with, with spreadsheets and calculations. And w- what we have done in that area, we just walked in and said, okay, guys, even here's some piece of technology which, which can help you. And we, we were running uh, within a couple of days the entire the entire sales forecasting through a uh, advanced analytics um, platform or engine, and we're showing them how we can forecast the next 12 months on uh, item level pretty accurately. Um, and it was then pretty clear in a couple of days, and that's the beauty of most of these tools, that you can make a, a pilot or a POC or a proof of technology within a couple of days, and you can then break the ice effectively, uh, do it in a pilot factory, and then we roll it out to uh, in all our factories, and we have around 100 factories. And we go for really from topic one to topic two, and then topic three. In the sales forecasting, uh, we have started, uh, as I said, a, a couple of years ago, where people needed to review the forecast manually, sales guys were looking at it. In the meanwhile, the systems are doing it completely by themselves, and they are even feeding this sales forecast automatically into our production systems without any manual interaction. And with this, with this example, you see that you need to really, I think, also give AI in, in small steps to the organization and not go from a brutal uh, manual process to a fully automated process, because then you have lots of... Uh, I would say, 
discussions going on, is this really true, can it, can it be happen? And then you have a, a, a discussion on the process rather than the technology. A, a second example would be that we have worked extensively on uh, supporting with, a, with robotics automation or month and closing. And as in any, in any big organization, month and closing is a real hassle where people are under pressure and they, they have to close the books in, uh, in two days and people work long hours and we were just walking in and having a lot of, uh, um, let's say, hassle with the, with the process because it's pretty time-consuming and say, what if, if we do the complete process with, a, with an intelligent robot during the night um, and then in the morning the the accountants and controllers are just coming and looking at the work of the robot and doing exception handling. Uh, when we started that, uh, everybody was looking at us uh, and saying, this, this won't work, this is pretty crazy. And we just then tried it out in one factory um, and let the people then look and see what the robot can do from them. And then the people understood the power of this of this application of artificial intelligence, and since then, basically, uh, it's going from one factory to the other without any any need of selling or convincing people. So what I'm trying to say, I think you need to convince the people with very small, tangible projects, and then scale it as fast as you can, can uh, as fast as you can, as you can, and then deploy it to the the end organization. And with these two examples, we see that people slowly understand what's the power of these technologies. So one thing which definitely comes up when you talk about supply chain is the disparity in terms of the resources available, the profit motivation, or the strategy of individual players in a supply chain. I might have a different agenda than my supply chain partner. Yes, we want to work together. Yes, we want to make money, but we are not 100% aligned at all times. So if we are going to look for AI-driven capabilities in, say, at Mondi Group, then what about your distributor or what about your upstream and downstream players? Is everyone exactly on the same page? But if they are not, then how do you expect all of them to be able to come together and benefit from this technology because AI might support you in some use cases where your partner also should have adopted the same. You can talk about, say, you collect data from sensors or radars or video cameras, smartphones regarding weather or traffic congestion, etc. That might be important for you and also for your partner. But are they deploying the same technology? Are they working, suppose you, you are able to reduce your time for a response from 10 seconds to two seconds, but if the other partner that you have doesn't do anything, your sum total is still 10 seconds or whatever that total number of seconds you need to deliver something. I'm just trying to make an example, create an example here. But it, are, are all links in the supply chain thinking like one entity or they are doing their own thing and then expecting miracles to happen by using a technology like AI? I, I think not, not everybody is, is, is on the same page, certainly. And if you take a look at our uh, customers or suppliers, we have, I would say, a big variety uh, within that, that customer and supplier base. So we have a lot of organizations who are working with us 
in a very collaborative way to sort out the supply chain topic. Um, but we also have a, 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 a big group of customers or suppliers who just simply don't have the, 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 you know, the resources, being it manpower or financial resources, to, and to go on the journey. And if this is the case, then it's getting really trick, tricky because you are, as you say, then you end up with different priorities and you have virtually no chance to, uh, to be successful. With the, with the organizations who, who are embracing technology in the supply chain, we are really working together in a collaborative way. Uh, and these are typically companies who have already invested a lot of uh, energy into EDI, and we start from, um, you know, going on a, from a very uh, IT-driven process already and taking these processes to a, to a higher level. So if you are, so, so the way you explained it, are you in a way saying that there are different people working differently? So you, do you have a, a, a like a normalized expectation on what would be the outcome or is this just hazy right now? Are you going to just struggle through this and see whatever you get as value from adopting a technology like AI is just a blessing? you will not truly be working on optimizing so that all parts of supply chain are actually working together. I would, so, I would say not, not bluntly or not just for, for the sake of working on it, but we are always looking for really a financial benefit or an improvement in, in the process. And then we jointly agree with the customer supplier to sort that particular problem or to increase that particular efficiency, uh, but we always link it to financial benefits. And I think that's the tricky thing at the moment. With the customers who, uh, who you're already pretty tightly integrated, um, the expected uh, benefits are, compared to what you already have, pretty, pretty low. Just, as, just one example, if you're if your value chain is working completely via electronic data exchange and all the interfaces and systems are already wired, then it's pretty difficult to uh, show really a benefit uh, with additional technology um, on top of these processes if you compare the investment required for these technologies. Now, looking at the kind of... um Warehousing capabilities, as we hear, say Amazon has it or some other bigger players have it. They are using AI-powered robots. Would you think that AI will remain or continue to go in a direction where whosoever has the more dollars, more muscle, are the ones who are going to always stay ahead? Or do you think there will be some, not truly a socialization, but a level playing field of availability of this technology that everyone can use it, no matter who, which in a way will help you optimize your supply chain as a whole versus only the biggest player is able to adopt AI and others don't? But you will certainly see that the bigger players have the, the, the best technology in place. Uh, if we look at Mondi and if we look at our big factories, they all have pretty advanced warehouses, a lot of robots in pretty much automated. Um, 
But these are really big places. These are really, let's say, I would say that the money houses of the organization. If you look to our smaller factories, and we have also a couple of them, then it's extremely difficult um, to calculate the benefit for an automatic warehouse for a pretty small factory. And if you compare that, uh, I would say, if you, if you take the Monty comparison from uh, a big company versus a small company, I think you will see the same. The question we have not, been, we have not answered for ourselves yet is, will the need for automation in warehousing and logistics force us or force other companies uh, to implement bigger plants and to consolidate uh, the factories? Because you certainly, I think you, with all the robots, um, I think it's pretty difficult to calculate an ROI for a small plant with a need for an automatic warehouse. Now that what you just uh, what you just shared. Now let's talk about the the ability for the smaller players. So when you always say that the larger players have the biggest technology, do you think AI will become available if you were to play like an industry analyst? Do you think we will go in a direction where the amount of money or overall clout we have will not drive? the adoption of a certain technology which could enable the whole supply chain, not just that one player. Is that where you guys are moving as an industry? I have some difficulties to uh, to, to see that, honestly. Um, I, see that, I see that technology is getting cheaper. We have always seen that in, in, in the history of IT. That, that will certainly happen. But if the big organizations are using the advantage of having the technology uh, or can, aff uh, can afford the technology earlier than the smaller players, so you will always have an advantage if you apply the technology uh, in, in a smart way. Um, yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't see that at the moment. The question is for me the other way around. Will the, will the technology drive consolidation uh, of the smaller players. I think that's an interesting part which which we need to observe. So when we are looking at AI, and this is very uh, very direct question that comes whenever somebody talks AI, is that is it going to replace or displace people? And when one is to, yeah, you go to supply chain uh, leaders and managers, who might start thinking whether this is going to displace their own people or even themselves? Do you think that is the reason for passive resistance or not really making the best use of this technology in supply chain management? Because frankly, those people are very used to doing things manually or with some automation and IT systems, but not the most cutting edge. And that has kept their jobs alive for many, many years. Do you think AI is a threat to them? But you know what? I don't see Please it. hold your thought. I would say hold your thought. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and then talk.
Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, and this this question that I'm going to ask was the one which I posed earlier before we got into the break um, about the job loss or the potential job loss or the displacement of workers. Supply chain as a department and the people who work in there they come from different levels of education, different levels of economic strata, but they all have to bring food to the table for themselves and for the families. And supply chain has traditionally been keeping people who are long timers. So now with such technology, which will, and which is already showing examples, at least in larger companies, where as I mentioned, like warehouse could have these robots, which are AI-powered, and they are displacing quite a few workers. For you to, as an organization or anyone in your supply chain, this fear will exist among the very people who are, you are expecting to adopt and coming up, come, come up with ideas to best utilize AI. Do you think you are dealing with a lost battle because nobody is going to take food away from their family to make your organization more cutting edge in terms of what technology you use? I think that the, the first part is of the, of the answer is the fear, and, and I think the fear is certainly there. So that, that's clear that uh, with all that the hype around um, robotics and artificial intelligence, um, people have fear. That, that, uh, I think that's a given. But if we look at what we anticipate as an organization, how this will impact our our employment uh, setup, we think it will not be as dramatic as uh, you might hear in the news. So, for example, um, as I said earlier, most of the factories have already automatic warehouse. Or, for example, if you take a paper machine, uh, a paper machine is basically like 50 meters long and three stories uh, tall, so that's a big, huge machine. 
And what you have on the shift right now are three people um, to manage this paper machine. So it's only three guys who manage this monster machine. And we are really light is a way of reducing uh, these, these three uh, additional people. Because first of all, you have the topic of safety. So you need always, when you have big equipment, big machines, there, will, there is the need to have people around in the case of emergency. And on the other hand, there is no, basically, or, or we are light years away, I would say, of uh, artificial intelligence interpreting all the, all the sensors, all the data from this machinery. Just as an example, a, a paper factory typically is, has around 40,000 sensors. So having this in an artificial intelligence solution and letting the solution automatically adjust and drive the machine, at the moment we believe this is pretty, pretty unrealistic. And what we are trying to do is explain these things to the, uh, to the workforce and yeah, building trust with them, explaining what we do. We see more the leverage in getting more out of the existing machine. So rather uh, not replacing the workforce or reducing the workers, but increasing the output of running the machines better with artificial intelligence. And I think there is the leverage for our, for our company. So anything like this where you're trying to uh, get people to start recognizing, have, start basically re-emphasizing that they can trust you, that they will not lose their job, or you'll be able to help them retool. All of this is part of change management. Who for the sake of making sure there is a, a good adoption of AI happening and eventually supply chain flourishes, who should be or is taking the ownership of this change management? And in that whole change management endeavor, what role the CIO is supposed to play? In our organization, the CIO here is uh, playing a supporting role because the change management, if you really want to drive it to the, into the entire organization, it starts with the CEO. That, that's pretty clear for me. So he's, whenever he's talking to people in virtual employee meetings or whatever, he's talking about that fears and, and trying to explain what we are doing. And then it really cas cascades down to the first-line manager. And they need to speak the, the same language and explain to the workforce what, what's happening. Because people have fears, as I said, and you need to... You cannot just, you know, swipe away the fear. You need to explain it in a proper way. And therefore, you need the full hierarchy within the organization, um, yeah, to sing the same song. Otherwise, you, you, you just amplify the, uh, the, the fears of the workforce. So when you, when you speak about this, um, since AI is a technology, and I know CEO will talk about, okay, you got to have faith with uh, faith on us and, and things of that nature. But perhaps if you educate people, their fear could go down or reduce, right? So do you mm -hmm. think CIO could play a role in truly educating how AI is going to help them and it is not truly going to take their job away, et cetera? So do you think in your role as a CIO, you are in a position to add value in that change management? Clearly, yes, because I need to explain uh, also to the other managers and to 
um, that they can explain it then to the workforce what's possible with technology and, and what not. And I think we are we need to break it down and we are breaking it down to uh, what this technology can do and what not. Because if people just hear robots and they hear artificial intelligence and they have then just horror stories coming up in their in their mind. But if you explain this uh, in a proper way and make it then tangible for the people, then it's pretty, I think it's pretty straightforward to um, to help the organization. And this is certainly the role of the CIO. Talking standards and governance. So supply chain, for it to be predictable, has to have standards and has to have governance process. If you were to look at what it was pre-AI era or the companies who are looking to adopt AI because you're going to fundamentally shift quite a few processes, you might automate them and you might rethink the others. So you cannot really be living the same old standards and same old governance process when a supply chain is AI enabled. Mm -hmm. What would you say is a good blueprint of or an approach someone can take in an organization when they are adopting AI to make sure that standards and, and, and the governance approaches are totally conducive after AI has been adopted? I would say first thing is you need to get yourself familiar with the potential of the technology. You need to understand what, what AI can do for you and what not. And I think it's more important to understand what it not can do for you, uh, to understand that precisely. Um, the second thing I would say, you need to look for the business value and not just just do a pilot here, a pilot there without any clear plan. So I think you need to have that in mind where the potential can add value because otherwise uh, you would kill the technology with, I would say, useless pilots. And I, I think the third thing is you need to be aware where you are with your existing supply chain, whether you are standardized, you're not standardized, and if you are able to to scale artificial intelligence um, company-wide or not. And if you're not able to, then I think you should refrain from it because otherwise it's you're not creating the value for the organization. So what you just described is, of course, when you're getting started, you will take a few precautions, totally understand. But if you were to put, say, a comparison chart and you say, this is how we used to standardize, you know, the ways we used to handle supply chain pre-AI era, and this is how we will do post-AI era, whether you talk standards, you talk interoperability among partners, you talk about governance. What material changes, say, Mondi Group may have adopted or you're thinking of adopting or tweaking your standards and governance with respect to supply chain just because you are bringing AI into the mix? I think in our case, we are... One of our values is... Uh, passion for performance. So we live or embrace change and we need to, or we, we like to have people who love to change and improve the current situation. And 
I would only go in with AI if you have the feeling that the people who are involved in a specific topic, they really embrace change and are prepared to change their existing structures. And when a good, I would say a, a good feeling you get how a certain manager or a certain team has changed the, uh, the way of working in the last couple of years. Because also uh, in the pre-AI area, there was change. And we're not sure what's maybe the post-AI area. So the only constant thing in that, uh, in that area is uh, that you need to embrace change and need to be passionate about improving the current situation. I think then you are pretty safe when it comes to AI. So now let's talk about, or maybe what we should do is we should take a quick break. But when we come back, let's talk about the AI and security. Because security is, is, of course, on top of every leader's mind. And when you bring AI, means you are essentially leading, lead, leaving the decision-making and execution to a piece of software. And it can very well be exploited. And the damage could be way bigger before you'd even come to know. So what are organizations doing or are supposed to do before and during and once they've adopted AI to make sure they don't they lose their shirt because they adopted this otherwise a disruptive technology. So please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Rainer, when we talk about security, security in an AI-enabled supply chain environment, it means what you do within your four walls, what your partners do, the supply chain partners, as the data is shared among all different parties, 
and all along making sure that none of those links are the weaker links which somebody can hack into and also make you vulnerable. So is this a battle worth fighting? Are you fighting it? If yes, how? And what successes are you able to showcase so that the business says, yes, I'm willing to go all the way with AI-enabled supply chain initiative? Um, well, first of all, I have to say, as a, in my role as a, as a CIO, security is my priority number one. So and there's a, after the priority number one, there's a, a big void, and then it's coming priority number two. So whatever we do has to be secure uh, and safe and sound. What we have decided pretty early in uh, when we when we started to to apply these technologies, that AI has to be within the security framework of the organization. So there's no there's no shadow running somewhere not managed and operated by the IT department because we want to make sure that it is safe. And we see the data we we have within these tools as an asset of the organization. So we need to protect the data, that's pretty clear. We need to make sure that Mondi is in the possession of this data and nobody is able to to walk away with our data or to steal the data as such. When it comes to um, AI taking decision on our behalf, ultimately it comes then to, uh, I would say, a security net that you have uh, structures in place which verify uh, the decisions that tools are taken. Um, might be some... Uh, checks afterwards or a proper testing before. But as I said before, it's pretty clear it has to be within the IT framework and by no means can be outside the IT framework. So when you spoke about security and the way you responded, am I okay to assume that this is just the way your organization does it? Do you have any any interfacing with all the different supply chain partners and is any coordinated effort to tackle security across supply chain? Because as you know, whenever you integrate systems in a supply chain, you're only as good as the weakest link. We would only work together with partners in the supply chain where we have a mutual agreement uh, about security and how we how we treat the data and how we treat the, the applications there. What we also see and what we also do with our suppliers is uh, that, for example, our customers are coming and say, okay, we need to do an IT security check uh, within your organization to see whether you are safe. And once we agree that partner A and partner B are safe, then we... Um, then we deploy AI or any other tool uh, between our organizations. So I think this comes as a really as the, as the basics. This is in the in the meanwhile, um, in many cases the first the first question before we start to collaborate uh, that we agree on the terms of uh, security. We exchange the standards how we uh, how each of the companies is working and what we also see increasingly. Uh, that within the legal framework between the two companies, 
we have the the audit rights of the of the companies uh, in in the legal framework. So, the question that I will have for you now would be around the specific changes. If you were to recommend going as a consultant to another organization which wants to apply AI in their supply chain, what would be the top few changes? you would like to recommend upfront so that it becomes, the organization becomes the very conducive foundation for them to adopt AI. Because the, the, the responsibilities on the organization to adopt AI, if they don't, their competitor will. So I would, the first question I would ask is what, what do you want to achieve with AI? And I think it's not about um, you know, all the marketing and pass around AI. The question is, what problem do we have and what situation do we want to improve and what do you want to achieve and what's the financial benefit of doing it? And I think if you ask that question at the very beginning, um, the likelihood that your project or application of AI will be successful is much, much higher than if you just say, okay, let's do a pilot, let's try it here and try it there. Um, and therefore, if you do it in a way that you ask for the business value, I think then you are pretty safe and sound. And the rest you can you can sort out. And the last question I have for you is around the leadership. So you are a leader. I'm sure your counterparts in supply chain are leaders themselves. But then would there be any shift that you would like to make in your leadership style and the mindset for you to help your organization embrace AI in the best possible manner? I, I think we are, we are over that already. So our management team is really, or is really embracing the power of, uh, of digitalization and the power of artificial intelligence. And now we are really running as a team in the right direction. But we had this, a storming, norming phase at the beginning, which was pretty important because then uh, we moved everybody onto the same page. Um, so at the moment, I would say I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy as an organization how we how we deal with these these topics. Um, and as as I said before, we are a company who is really embracing change and has this passion for performance. So the the natural uh, I would say the natural reaction is. Um, towards AI in our organization is where, how can we use this to, to improve the performance? And then we have got it rolling already. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Rainer, for sharing your thoughts regarding the steps organizations can take to adopt AI for supply chain management. It was a really useful and meaningful, insightful conversation. Thanks so much for your input. Thank you as well. Thanks so much. And listeners, hope you enjoyed it. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN and follow us on Twitter and join our LinkedIn community. And please go ahead and find us on different podcast platforms. We are in on Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, iTunes, you name it. Please listen, give us your rating so that we can learn and benefit. Uh, other people can benefit from this. So thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog, all your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.
Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.